Hey everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Another Mother, a podcast that talks about honest, real-life perspective of being a part of the modern blended family. This is a safe place for parents to come to relate, vent, and give some perspective, and maybe have a drink while we do it, because let's face it, being a blended family is amazing, but it's really fucking hard. Disclaimer, I do swear sometimes. Sorry. If you haven't noticed, I'm not a professional, just a bonus mom with seven years experience who has been through it all. Let's start off the show by talking about a high and low moment I have experienced as a bonus mom this week. Okay, so as we know, being a parent involves repeating a lot of the same shit over and over and over and over again, and usually just getting the same results from your kids. I find it even harder when you have a child who's going between two homes who have completely different rules and expectations. Confusing. My bonus daughter is no exception. We always tend to take things a little slower with her because she gets overwhelmed, and so we're just letting her master a few things at a time. Laundry has definitely been her nemesis for years, and now that she's a young lady who is taking a little more pride in her appearance, she has not only mastered the craft, but no longer needs to be told that she needs to do something about her overflowing monster laundry pile. Okay, sometimes she does, but that's besides the point. We don't always have to say it. (laughs) The other day, I was running to the grocery store near our house, and since we still are no longer allowed to bring children with us during this quarantine, I left my bonus daughter and son home together while I did my weekly shopping trip. The deal was they needed to get a head start on their schoolwork, and then I could help when I got back. Now, I'm usually someone who's pretty much in and out of the store in a hurry, but with all the arrows, restrictions, and social distancing lineups, I was probably gone a good hour or so. Pulling up to the house is usually pretty much a crapshoot for me. I never know what to expect. Sometimes they're doing exactly what I told them. Other times they're just sitting on the couch playing a video game. Um, I did come home to the smell of laundry soap and the sound of the dryer running. My bonus daughter had decided to get a head start on her chores and throw her laundry in the dryer to get a head start on all of her chores. Now, this doesn't seem like a big deal, but coming from a child who would do anything to avoid any type of work, this was a huge parenting win. Not only did she start her laundry, but she set my son up with his schoolwork at the kitchen table, and she was at the desk in the living room working on her stuff. It was just one of those realizations that as a parent, you feel like what you've been saying all these years isn't hot air. They might have finally listened to what I said and prioritized their work before play. I think the moral of the story here is that you only need to say something a million times. And on the million and one time, they'll get it. So the low moment, of course, that's what we're all waiting to hear experience in the last couple of weeks is just one that I experience every year. Um, For me is Mother's Day. It's definitely the trickiest day for me to wrap my head around. And to be truthful, I can't help but feel sad every year that I just can't celebrate that day in particular with my whole family. Don't get me wrong, we always celebrate it the day before or the day after, just whenever we have her back in our care. But when you love a child like your own, and typically that's what you're supposed to do as a step-parent, is treat both kids equally, you just can't help but feel gypped that you'll never have that day with your whole family. 
On the other side of things, I obviously do realize that my bonus daughter has a biological mother and that day is just as special for them and that she has the right to celebrate that with her on that day. But I guess what I'm saying is in a perfect world, it would be wonderful if we could just be adults and get along to celebrate together. It's definitely a cute thought, not one that I can foresee happening anytime soon, but honestly, I tip my hat to the people who are able to get along and celebrate and have family get-togethers, whether it be Mother's Day, Christmas, you name it. You guys are able to get together and um, put the child first. I think that's just absolutely wonderful. So cheers to you. So moving on. Today, we will be discussing the role of a modern-day stepmom. I think it's pretty safe to say that the role has changed a lot over the last 70 years. And if we're being honest here, I don't even really like the word stepmom because of the bad rap it's been given over the years. Every time someone says it, I get a chill up my spine and my brain immediately flashes a picture of the stepmom from Cinderella. That fucking bitch who made her stepdaughter slave around the house and cater to her and her step-siblings, all while calling her down to the lowest and ruining her beautiful young self-esteem. That 1950s bag of a woman has been giving us a bad rep ever since. That being said, I do understand and realize that there are people out there who are a little angry and twisted and actually do take their own insecurities out on the children. But I honestly feel like the women who I am in support groups with are some of the most kind, compassionate, and devoted human beings that have ever walked this earth, you guys. I mean, think about it. These women are loving and caring for a child that they did not birth. They get backlash for being too involved or just not involved enough, disciplining or letting the kids walk all over them, and oftentimes have another woman dictating their schedule. I honestly don't think it's a role that everyone can handle, but I do think it is an uncomfortable conversation that needs to be had with your partner before living together. I mean, it's not very sexy to talk about the shared finances, holiday schedules, or co-parenting expectations when you're still in that cute little honeymoon stage, but it is definitely a conversation that I personally feel is worth having if you have any chance of surviving this relationship. Speaking from experience, I feel as though becoming a bonus mom just wasn't as hard of a transition for me because I was already a mom to my son. Parenting always felt like it came just a little easier to me growing up, and I just longed for a certain type of parent, and I knew exactly what type of parent I was going to be when my time came. Whenever we were visiting at my grandma's house when I was a child in large groups, I would always make a game out of watching over my younger cousins, and I took pride in it. And when it came to babysitting, I did it because I loved it, not just to make money. I'm weird, I know. Judge me all you want, but it's just what I did, and I loved it. I do feel like maybe women who already have children might have more of an advantage when entering a relationship where the other person does have a child because you're just trusted more to make the right decisions. I'm using air quotes right now, you guys. I'm not saying this is accurate in any way or that it's something that I completely agree with. But from my experience in reading others' posts, this seems to be one of the greatest frustrations stepmothers with no biological children are facing. 
Being a good parent in this day and age can feel completely impossible with the expectations that are put on us, but tie that in with being a step-parent, and it's like going for a ride on a dinosaur. Scary, confusing, and we have no way to know if we're doing it right. I feel like forming a bond with my bonus daughter was the easy part, because in a lot of ways, she just reminds me of myself when I was a kid. We both love animals, dogs especially. I'm a dog walker, so we have that. (laughs) Research, mainly on animals that we plan on having in the future. Um, Bearded dragon, for sure, number one, and turtles, number two. And my son wants a snake. Um... He wants a poisonous one, but that's besides the point. It's not happening, but a snake in some way, shape, or form. We both love horseback riding, uh, something that I've picked up as a young adult and something that she just has always had a passion for. Um, Painting our nails, which is terrible. We both suck at it, so we usually just end up on the floor laughing because it just looks terrible, but hey, we have fun doing it. And Disney, of course. Who doesn't love Disney? Oh, and the girl has loved my cooking since day one, so just bless her little soul. It was so easy to connect with her in the the beginning that discipline wasn't even an issue needing to be brought up. So after a year and a half went by of living together, it came time to have a little talk with her. I'd been helping her clean up her room since that was something that she was pretty unfamiliar with, I'm not going to lie. But when I found a huge stash of candy wrappers behind her bed... Um, which looked like she had been hoarding since the beginning of time. I asked her what they were and why they were there. Eh, She just kind of gave me a blank stare and said, well, those must have just been there from the people who lived here before us. One of the worst lies I've ever heard, but hey, I'll give her 20 points for creativity. I decided right then and there that I would talk to her about the importance of not sneaking around and that the appropriate thing to do was to ask before grabbing. I also told her that she should be letting her dad know what she's been up to and bring it to his attention first. Um, We definitely don't keep secrets in this family, and it's important to talk and be honest about our wrongdoings, no matter who we are in this family. From then on, I've always practiced that form of discipline with her. It seems a little tiptoey, but it seems to work in our family dynamic. I am usually the one experiencing it firsthand with the kids because I'm the one home more. And so I tend to see, hear, and find these things out before dad does. I find the voice of reason works well, so she knows that it's wrong in the moment. And by this point, both of my kids do know that. There is no deal in not telling daddy. And that when daddy's at home, there's no deal in not telling mommy. We discuss everything together because we love and care about our family. As cheesy and as many eye rolls as we get from those kids, they know the importance of us all being a team and working together instead of against each other. And that, of course, we're going to butt heads, but we all need to be honest. The strides that my family has made over the years in participating in our little family motto, we'll call it, has been pretty eye-opening, and I hope that we only get stronger. But that being said, we have had a lot of setbacks too, so don't get it twisted. I've definitely been told that I no longer hold the number one stepmom spot anymore and have received every type of eye roll, mutter under the breath, and hair flip that you could even imagine. And I'm not going to lie, every time I 
she does it, I smile a little on the inside because it makes me feel like we're no different than any other family. In my family, I am the meal maker, chauffeur, appointment scheduler, homework helper, extracurricular volunteer, and laundry ninja. And my role does not change when my bonus daughter has time with her biological mom because I'm still mom to my son when she leaves. So for me, I don't feel I need to kick my role into high gear when she returns and be a different person because no matter what, I am mom. A tired mom. I know some blended families who have kids every other weekend or a month in the summer plus holidays that I would imagine the roles to be incredibly difficult to adjust to turn on and off. I mean, really, you have a routine and a life that you're living, and then the kids come in like a tornado and throw everything off at no fault of their own, and everyone is just supposed to go with the flow. How incredibly tough that must be on everyone. I often wonder how those step-parents feel, and also how that makes the biological parent feel who isn't participating in seeing their kids as often as they, as they could be. After reading a few books on the subject, because let's be real, I have a whole shelf of blended family books on my bookshelf. Over the years, I have been trying to understand what my role should be and how to be the most supportive spouse and bonus mom that I can be. And I'm still pretty friggin' fuzzy on the rules. Obviously, here we are. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I have read a few family books, and from what I understand, those situations would be incredibly difficult. Um, As the biological parent who isn't in their children's life on a day-to-day basis, they just want to spoil and experience everything with their kids in the short span of two to three days, or whatever time it is, which can be completely exhausting. Not only that, but you have to factor in discipline depending on that age. I know there are issues with letting the children get away with murder because the biological parent doesn't want to be the bad guy in the short time they have with their kids, which creates a bit of a shitty dynamic inside the home while they're visiting. I personally feel that it is great to experience all the highs with your kids and trying to fit in an extra fun weekend can be daunting. I mean, we've all been there. Um, We, for instance, have a one day during the week that we get um, my bonus daughter for supper. And I, I find it incredibly exhausting just to kind of keep up with everything, make sure she has a good time, make sure that we're all participating, make sure that we're not just, you know, sitting in front of the TV. And just for those three to four hours, I think, like, I'm exhausted by the end of it. So I can't imagine what a weekend is like. Um, I personally feel that it is great to experience those things with the kids. But is it possible to still keep somewhat of a regular routine for those kids? I would love to hear from someone who's in this situation and give us some insight on how you and your spouse make this work. Or maybe it's not working um, and you're having a hard time with it. I would love to hear somebody and let me know what you do, what you don't do, how you make it work on your time. And hopefully we can discuss it further in in one of the next episodes. I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far and that you can relate in some way. To help another mother out, you can go to www.anothermotherpodcast.ca to write a review and let me know what you think so far. You can also email me at info at anothermotherpodcast.ca to comment, tell your story, or ask a question. Remember, all of our situations are unique and there is absolutely no judgment here. 
Now that we are in the second half of the podcast, it's time to have an open discussion about an article relating to the role of the step-parent. Okay, so I found this article on Ohio Line, uh, Ohio State University Extension, and it is done by Nancy Recker. She's area leader, top of Ohio Extension educator, family and consumer sciences um, associate professor. Um, wow, that is quite the handful. Um, so she has written a, an article about the stepmother's role in a blended family. Um, she talks about a number of things. Um, this is definitely something I wish I would have looked at prior to becoming a stepmom, but Hey, I don't think we even know, um, what we're about to take on. Um, so it's, it's funny that you don't do the research. Um, so this is definitely important. So if you know anybody, um, who's in this situation, who's a beginner and is confused, um, this is definitely something worth looking at, I would say. Um, so she talks about myths about stepmothers. She says, in our culture, stepmothers are surrounded by myths. It makes it difficult for the stepmother to blend into her new family and succeed in her new role. The two most prevalent myths are the evil stepmother and instant love. And you know what's funny is like when I do have my bonus daughter and we are going to an event or we are introducing ourselves to a new team sport or whatever it is that I introduce myself as her stepmom, I get like the, oh, looks like, oh, you're just the stepmom kind of thing. And that's something that's always bugged me. It says there are more than 900 more than 900 stories written about evil or wicked stepmothers. They are particularly common in fairy tales such as Cinderella, hey, we just talked about that bitch, and Snow White, in which children are portrayed as victims who hate their stepmothers. Yeah, there's definitely some out there, aren't they? Um, many families are subjected to conditions and situations that can easily create negative feelings in a new stepfamily. Many children resent their stepmother simply because she is someone who is a threat and is taking their mother's place. Children can be obsessive about their father while jealously guarding the memory of their mother. Amen to that. In addition, if the parents don't agree on the roles of disciplinarian and the biological father fails to take responsibility for disciplining the children, this sets the stage for the stepmother to become the evil stepmother. Absolutely, guys. If you don't have a man who kind of takes the reins on those things when he's there, obviously he can only do so much when he's not there. Um, but if he's there and allowing this... Um, you're definitely going to be deemed the evil stepmother right off the hop stamp. May as well tattoo it on your forehead. Um, instant love. The myth of instant love claims that remarriage creates an instant family where stepmothers should and will automatically love their stepchildren and the stepchildren should and will love her back. Hence, mothering should come naturally and easily to a stepmother. In reality, establishing relationships takes time and won't happen overnight. It takes many years for a blended family to mesh. For some families, love never does happen. Still, many stepmothers are surprised and troubled when they don't feel immediate love for their stepchildren. Yeah, I can relate here too, for sure. Definitely not something that happened for um, my bonus daughter and me. Um, it was definitely something that took time and rightfully so. 
um, you can't just meet someone and especially a child and know right then and there that, you know, you love them unconditionally. Um, I feel like it's the same in any relationship you have to build, you have to work on that relationship. You have to work together. Um, I remember even just the bedtime routine in the beginning of, um, putting the kids to bed. So obviously I put my son to bed, you know, after we all read a story and what have you. And then when it came time to say goodnight to my bonus daughter, um, you know, we would have that talk of, you know, you don't need to feel the need to say, I love you unless you mean it. You don't need to hug, kiss, whatever it is. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, you in no way, shape or form have to do that for sure. Um, I gave her her space and I feel like she gave me my space and it just worked it just worked for us. Um, so I think we were both really respectful. We didn't rush anything. Um, I don't specifically remember exactly when we said it to each other, but I remember it just clicked and it happened. And I remember feeling so happy, but I never, ever, ever made her feel guilty about, um, her timing or anything like that. So um, not putting pressure on the children, even if you are feeling it, I feel like is a huge thing because that's something that needs to happen on their own time. And if there's anything you can take away from kids is that the more you pressure, you're pushing them in the opposite direction. So just give it time. Don't take anything personally. They don't mean it. They're just kids. Um, but things will happen in good time as long as you're you're all trying. Uh, so she goes on to say that another thing to consider is the fact that for stepmothers, their new husband comes with children. There is no honeymoon period to ease into the ideas of having a child together. The child also has no choice and may be struggling with his or her own feelings about a new mother that comes with age too. When stepmothers try to reach out to their stepchildren, they may be stonewalled with, you're not my mother. A stepmother may also struggle with feelings of jealousy and insecurity about her husband's involvement with his children. These feelings can lead to destructive co-parenting and cause a breach between the stepmother and stepchildren. I think we'd be lying if we didn't say we've all been there in some way, shape, or form. Um... I kind of laugh about the whole honeymoon phase because we we say that for sure. We didn't have one. Um, and we know that once the children get older, that's when we'll have our honeymoon phase. But we kind of got thrown into it. Um, we're happy as can be, but <laughs> there was no relaxing pre-children phase of any kind. Um, and as far as jealousy, I, I can I can totally see why that would be a thing. Um, and, and, you know, when you're not in the situation, you go, how could someone just even have any type of jealousy towards the children like that or towards the father or the relationship they have? Honestly, personally, you don't know until you're in it. That's never necessarily been an issue that I personally had because 
I just feel like, I don't know, the way the way he is as a dad was always just what attracted me more to him. I love the fact that he was, you know, so involved. I love the way he, you know, was crazy about his daughter. That being said, he also puts an effort into our relationship. So I think that's where there's a great balance. Um, I can see why some stepmothers would feel jealous when there's not much give back given to their marriage or relationship and only given to the children. So I do kind of get that situation for sure. Okay, so there are some ground rules as well. She gives these as advice to prepare for and while you're in the relationship. And these are also great things to pass along if you know somebody who's in an early relationship with someone who has children. So prepare for the stepmother role. Gathering information, here we are, about their new family before the marriage can help stepmothers with relationships, family dynamics, and avoid problems later on. So I mean, hey, this is where I come in with my research. I love research, even when it comes to other people. And it's really nice to just kind of sit back and see what the family dynamic is and how things are running. And are they smooth? Is there hiccups? How can you help? Um, But it's just definitely important to not just come in and just think that you are going to change anything. The merge needs to be fairly smooth, I would imagine. Stepmothers should begin their new roles as they intend to live them. From day one, stepmothers should insist on courtesy and respect. Yes, just because you're new doesn't mean you do not deserve respect. I learned that the hard way. The new couple should communicate and back each other up in making this work. It's hard to make positive changes if these things don't happen at the beginning of a relationship with children and other family members. You give them an inch, they will take a mile. Once they know that they can kind of treat you um, a certain way, they'll continue it as as long as you let them. So put that foot down and, you know, you, you... deserve respect. Just because you're the new step parent and you want to be loved or even just slightly liked doesn't mean you need to be treated poorly. The next one is stepmothers are not and will never be the children's mother. Stepmothers occupy a role that once belonged to someone else. Negativity is usually directed toward the new person, so stepmothers should try and not take these negative feelings personally. That's definitely easier said than done. I get it, but if you can just practice that mantra, you'll be golden. These negative feelings would be projected upon anyone who took the absent mother's place. But children should be assured that a stepmother plays a different role, although she may have some mothering responsibilities. See, and that's the tough part is that you're looked at as a mom, but how dare you ever act like one? Like it's the, it's the oddest role in the entire world. It's like, you're, you're supposed to be, but like, hold up, back off. Don't, don't do that. That is definitely, I think it comes with practice. I think it comes with, um, trial and error you're definitely going to have some of those mothering responsibilities. But I think it's just even safe to say in the beginning. I mean, I don't feel like I have to say it anymore because my bonus daughter just knows. Um, but in the beginning, I, I 
consistently would need to tell her when we were butting heads about these issues that, hey, I am Dana. I am not your mom. You have a mom and I respect that. So I think it was just important for her to know that I was never trying to take her mom's place. I am just a bonus, hopefully, in her eyes. I hope she sees me as a bonus. I mean, come on. There are no ideal role models for this job. No, there's not. And you know why? Is because I don't feel like anybody wants to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. And yeah, it's just uncomfortable. It's such an uncomfortable conversation. And it's so weird because the people that I do find want to discuss it with me because they're just interested in how our family dynamic works and how co-parenting works. They're just interested to know the dirty deeds. They're not interested in wanting to know anything else about it. She goes on to say that every stepmother situation is unique and there is no normal way of doing things. Yeah, there's definitely no book to tell you exactly how to do it. But the myths, fairy tales, and negative statistics about stepmoms should be ignored. The stepmother role should be based on what's comfortable for her, the children, and the family as a whole. So you guys will make whatever whatever works for you guys and however everybody feels comfortable, that'll, that'll be what initially works for you. And you know what? I, I just think that those those Facebook groups, those stepmom face, Facebook groups, or if you found anything else, I mean, great. Pass them along my way. Email them to me. Let me know. I am all for reaching out to other people. Otherwise, you are going to feel so alone in this situation because no one, unless you're in it, no one gets it. Believe me, no one gets it. Um you know, your friends, your family can all give you um, little tidbits of advice, but I feel like those support groups are the way to go. Stepmothers will always share their husband with his children for the rest of their married life. Yes, absolutely. A strong bond may exist between and a husband and his children from a prior marriage. Jealousy can be avoided if stepmothers realize and accept this early in the relationship. Yeah, are you going to ever have him 110%? No. Especially while the kids are still young. That is definitely something to accept. And it's either you can either accept it fully or, I mean... Personally, I just feel like you're, you're going to need to walk away because you are going to come second a lot of the time. Um, that being said, prioritize your relationship, absolutely. But there are going to be times where that the family comes first. Um, and that's kind of hard to wrap your head around, um, knowing that you're kind of second. It's like we have a weird dynamic. We're like, I know I'm second, but I also know I'm first. Um, and that's totally cool because I, I feel the same way about him with the kids as well. So it's just interesting. Um, and it's a weird role to take on, but not being jealous and not, and, and being hopeful and supportive of the time that dad has with his kids. I mean, he'll love you for it for the rest of your life if you just support that. The marriage should be the priority. If the couple doesn't work on their marriage, nothing the stepmother does will work. A united front, the husband and wife, must come first before relationships can be built with the rest of the family. 
When couples have the support and love of one another, they can function at the most favorable levels to help the rest of the step family members. Yes. And obviously that's why it didn't work the first time with his previous marriage is that they clearly just weren't a united front. Um, So even just sitting down and coming up with a compromise, you're not going to have the same um, views on everything, but um, I think compromise is best. And, And that's something my husband and I are still working on to this day is just what our expectations are. Uh, We both grew up very differently and we both have different views on what parenting looks like in a lot of ways. Um, But it's, again, come through trial and error. We both talk about how we're going to deal with it next time it comes up and um, how, how we should react, what discipline will be, um, et cetera, et cetera. So being on the same page will only help your family. It's not unreasonable if stepmothers don't love their children or vice versa. This is a hot topic and people are crucified um, for feeling this way, hence why it's not brought up. Stepmothers shouldn't feel guilty if they don't immediately feel love and affection for their stepchildren. It takes time to build relationships. Family members should treat each other with respect and fairness, remembering that it is possible to be caring and nurturing, even if there are not great feelings of mutual love. Absolutely. She's spot on there. Absolutely. Develop a working relationship with a stepchildren's mother. Fun. Stepmothers can benefit from talking to and sharing with the other mother. The two mothers don't have to like each other, but it is helpful if they can work together for the welfare of the children. The new stepmother will face many challenges, but if her husband supports and includes her, If her marriage is strong and she has the capacity to endure in the face of rejection, the family relationship can grow and strengthen over time. Yeah, a great article. Um, The working relationship with a stepchildren's mother, that's a really tough one. And it it really just depends on who um, the biological mother is and what type of person. And is she open? Is she in a good spot with with the children's dad? Personally, in my personal experience, I I tried so hard in the beginning just, you know, to be um, polite, to try, to reach out, to smile, to say hello, um, this and that. And it, it was never really accepted. Um, so after a while, I obviously just got tired of just looking like a complete asshole. So at this point in time, I just am polite. I am just polite. Um, we don't even always make eye contact, but I try, I try damn hard. Um, we, we've never fought in front of the child. That's for sure. But, um, definitely making that courtesy call and just trying to be nice, um, can go a really long way. And it's not, it's not always going to be wonderful. It's always going to take some effort and some time, but, um, trying to reach out and be supportive and, um, Just asking how things are going can go a long way. So I definitely think that article was super helpful. Um, Again, I really wish it's something I would have I would have looked into prior to becoming a bonus mama. But hey, that's okay. That's why we're here. There is information out there. It's kind of few and far between, but it is helpful. And again, I just think it's really really important to discuss 
um, discuss these topics and to let people know that they're not alone and you're going to make mistakes. We all do. Um, but it's important to just realize what they are and move on so that we can all just be better and just be a stronger family in general. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Another Mother. It's always hard to find people who can relate to this crazy life we're living, and I hope that on some level, I made you feel a little less alone. Just know that you are appreciated and are kicking ass in the role that you're in. Remember to help a mother out and go to www.nothermotherpodcast.ca to write a review or email info at nothermotherpodcast.ca to comment, tell your story, or give topic suggestions that you would like to discuss. Please take care of yourself because remember, mom and ain't easy.